This episode of Important If True is brought to you by Warby Parker, eyeglasses and sunglasses. If you go to warbyparkertrial.com slash thumbs, you can get five frames to try out for five days for free. Go to Warby Parker. Two, one. Yeah. Go to warbyparkertrial.com slash thumbs. God, the studio looks so fucking good. Sorry, I'm very happy. Looks like better. looks like we know what we're doing. Looks like a real thing. Mm. Got that rich uncle and cool looks uncle. Deceiving. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Our best the studio. Is great and totally complete. You know how like you put a suit on and you well feel like a million bucks. Through. <laughs> Consistent. Nothing unprepared happens yeah. here. Yeah. Metaphor. Clown in a tuxedo. Oh, that's, that's true. <laughs> is the studio the clown? No, we're the clown. Oh, but it's, the tuxedo just, is the studio. Just a clown in an orange foam tuxedo covered <laughs> yeah. in novelty cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so a clown. A clown in a clown suit. All right. <laughs> it's March 23rd, 2017. And this is Important If True. From Idle Thumbs, I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. And I'm Jake Rodkin. Hey, hey. Hello. Hi. I'm feeling spicy today. Because you ate all that spicy food? I did. <laughs> Before we were... Does that, does that, does that, it makes know. you feel spicy in yeah. all ways? It makes all parts of me feel spicy. Oh, okay. I can say that if that's what you meant. Uh, all it right. is what he meant. It, it is. Yeah. we. I ordered some food from the Halal Guys, which now exists in San Francisco. Classic New York mm. uh, Halal cart now operates in San Francisco. And they they give you the like classic white sauce, you know, for your chicken and rice. Yeah. And then they give you a hot sauce. And I'm like, I'll just put the entire container of both of these on my thing. Don't ever do that. Uh, I basically feel like I am physically going to explode. Uh, and when I do, it will be very spicy. Oh my god! And I'm concerned about what's going to come out. Eventually. Me too. <laughs> so great podcast content. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping that it lends a like. A spicy panache to the proceedings of this of this podcast. I wasn't planning on opening with that. I probably shouldn't have. The thing I was planning on opening well, on. Well, you know what? It'll segue. With, you know, actually, later my endorsement is related to that. So, interesting. So, okay. so it's good that you so started spicy. Good. Started spicy. <clears throat> continue spicy. Yes. End spicy. Yes. That's our that's, that's our that's, mascot. That's, <laughs> that's my that's our mascot. Our mascot is our mascot. Our concept of keeping it spicy. Our three mascots are start spicy. Continue spicy and end well, which spicy. One are, am I start spicy? <laughs> no, you're start spicy. Jake is end spicy. Yeah, Nick is continue spicy. <laughs> yeah. I witnessed something today that I'm pretty sure people at this point are going to think I'm literally making up. Uh-huh. But I swear to God, I am not. And I cannot explain what this means. I, I, feel, like I, witnessed okay. an, I feel like I witnessed an omen today. <laughs> All right. Um, so I was I was on a, a ski trip this past weekend with some some former uh, coworkers, uh, which we go on every year. And today I was going to the sports basement to return the ski gear that I rented for the weekend. And I was coming back from the sports basement to come back to the office. And I was standing at the bus stop waiting for the bus. And a white Altima, white Nissan Altima. I noted the make and model of the car specifically to lend credence to the story that's like what a liar would do. i know yeah, but it's true yeah. but it's all true so uh so a white nissan altima pulls up in the middle of the bus like in the bus zone a woman gets out she has a bottle it looks like a snapple bottle or something like a glass you know mm-hmm. bo- uh, bottle she sm- <laughs> she smashes it on a parking meter Jesus. Yeah. Holding the bottle, the the bottom of the bottle. Like she's going to get in a bar fight with someone. Yeah. Like a cowboy she just goes smash. And then it like, it just shatters and just, I hear this like crunching sound. She then holding the remainder of it, the bottom, she delicately sips the, oh my the God. remaining fluid from the bottle of the bottom of the bottle drinks. Yeah. Drinks what's left, which is like half an inch uh-huh. of liquid. Bends down, cups her other hand, and carefully picks up the big pieces of the glass, dumps them into the nearest trash can, gets back into her white knees on Ultima, and drives away. <laughs> Doesn't make a sound the entire time other than the sound of smashing glass. And then she leaves. So you witnessed a robot. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I mean, I may well have. I, I may well deducing have. optimal way to get final yeah. drops of Snapple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. What? Yeah. Hard surface detected. Hardness value exceeds glass bottle. Electrolytes required. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's probably was the human version of that. It was like, God, this fucking Snapple on the bottom of this that I can't fucking drink. <laughs> so you're saying uh, like the bottle was already empty. Oh, was it not? No. Oh. Oh, was, so a lot of liquid was, was so lost in this process. So she smashed a full yeah. bottle of Snapple on I mean, thing. I don't know if it was full, but it was definitely like- Okay. It was my, a decent amount of liquid. When yeah. you had told the story at the Spilled. beginning, my assumption was that it was an empty bottle and there was just like a tiny bit <clears throat> left yeah, that she no, no, no. a sip of. No, no, no. Okay. I did the thing where I sort of like looked around with my arm, like my sh- the sort of shrug <laughs> look around to see if I, there was just no one else there. God, I can't figure it out. It's driving me nuts. No. I'm thinking just like, what if- for some reason, she dropped a thing in the bottle and then couldn't get it out oh. and then had to smash the bottle to retrieve yeah. the item. And then was like, well, right. as long as I've <laughs> wasted most of this Snapple. Might as well drink some Snapple, well a little piece left. of the broken glass. You know what? That's actually, that's a totally like, what could plausible it be? theory. What could it be? that would, would My mold like culture key. got too <laughs> big to pour out of this bottle. Like a key, I guess. But you, you drop the key I guess inside. Anything you could drop I'm in. not going to just pour it out on the sidewalk. I'm going <laughs> to fucking smash that fucker. My scale model of a ship is in here. Like, well, what? Is that, like, uh, yeah, it would have to be something just My husband's enough. ship <laughs> that I put in the wrong bottle. Some kind of expanding... Object ship, ship. Some kind of expanding object. Well, my, like, you know, my like dinosaur that grew out of a pill. My gremlin. <laughs> what do gremlins do when they hit water? I don't even remember. They, more gremlins pop out of them. Yeah. yeah. So you yeah. don't like you'd want to keep the you'd bottle want to shut in that case. It back in there, yeah. Until you just had like a maybe disgusting... she smashed the bottle open and then was intending to fight the gremlins with <laughs> the smashed bottle. After they erupted that's out like, of the bottle. That's like the, the 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 internet rumor that it was like in Japan they grow cats in cube uh, oh, right. bottles. <laughs> this yeah. is like the the scourge of, of bottle gremlins where they just keep multiplying but they're shaped like a cube. Like that fucking cube egg. A cube, my cube egg. <laughs> cube egg was in there. What was that cube egg? God, someone, I don't know how, someone posted an image of some, I guess, 1970s. The egg trinket cuber. called an yeah. egg cuber, which is a little it's a little sort of cubical device that you put a warm hard boiled egg in and then you kind of screw it closed <laughs> and it creates a cubic egg. Yeah. And By the way, the slogan for the egg cuber egg quotes in huge writing in the ad is makes a square egg. <laughs> I mean it's just that simple. <laughs> it makes a square egg. If you showed a square egg to somebody in like the 1600s, their mind would be blown. You'd have to get would someone be... to like smelt you an egg cuber. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It would be... Or you could sort of carve it. No, they would. They wouldn't even. Th- they would just jump to like, oh, there must be a chicken that lays these square eggs. <laughs> That's like true. they, they would just completely skip the, the logical, like you know. There's gotta of be there's some wizard who's also sort of a smarmy trickster who would say that he could then make uh, cube I eggs. I think with about magic. that so often. Mm. You think I about so you frequently think trickster? about like no about like if I were in <laughs> you King, think that you're a, you're, you you literally want to be a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's yeah, court. Yeah, I think about that <laughs> sometimes. Like if I was in King Arthur times, have you read that I had, book? I, I think I did when I was a kid. But you I don't should remember. read you should read a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's court as an adult. Yeah, it's a good read because it is weird and it has an agenda that is strange. The Oh, really? Interesting. If I remember correctly from when I read it, which was now like a decade ago, it was about like practical American ingenuity over ass backwards uh, like anyone. European. Yeah. Okay. Like not only are they old idiots, but they're also English seemed to basically kind of it's like, whereas I am just an American who's got practical sense right. and everyone thinks that it's magic and I can fix the problems <clears throat> and they all hate me and resent me and stuff. Yeah. Well, I think about it all the time with my phone. Because I'm like, this would be the most incredible. The reason I you think just about be murdered. It, like, yeah, is like this is the most incredible thing anyone's ever seen. Like images appear out of nowhere, but then I'm like, well, I'd have no data connection, and then my right. battery would die, <laughs> okay, so and I would have a useless piece of shit, and then the they truth. would kill me. You'd be like, fuck, I wish I had three more of these so I could make an egg into a cube. <laughs> then they would, then they would be so <laughs> they'd impressed, be blown away. Yeah, <laughs> they know what that is at least. The machine work on your egg cuber is very fine. I mean, I think they would be able to figure out. The basic mechanics of an egg cuber, Nick. Like I think, I oh, think that in itself would be 
incredible. Really? Why didn't they? Really, yeah. Why did why it take, did, why did it take this long then, Chris? <laughs> I guess you're right. I guess I hoisted by my own petard. Yes. They would totally hoist me by a petard if I went back in time and tried to amaze them with my phone. <laughs> Wouldn't be your petard, though. That's true. Yeah. You'd be hoisted by they their would give, <laughs> They would give me, they would, when I bring my phone and show them incredible things, they would give me a gift of a petard. Uh-huh. And then once my battery dies and I can no longer do cool things, hoisted. they would hoist me. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be totally fucking hoisted. Yeah. God, I would be hoisted in a just lickety split. Oh, but you'd be like, oh, so hoisted. And then you would die. And they'd say, that was this really idiotic thing that he said right before he died. Because they had adopted your manner of speech. Yeah. They would say pwned, and then you would die. <laughs> anyway, what are we talking about? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Um, uh, here's an interesting minor story that was pointed pointed out by Feel the Darkness on the Idle Forums. Uh, this was posted in last week's... What if someone went back in time to Arth- uh, to like the times of King Arthur and uh-huh. then said, my name is Feel the Darkness? <laughs> Instant hoisting, I believe. <laughs> Definitely hoisted. <laughs> the time to hoist, yeah. very low. Yep, yep. No sooner would those words have left his lips. Feel the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm hoisted. So feel the darkness. <laughs> That's also the slogan of the egg tuber. <laughs> Get hoisted. <laughs> Sorry. That whole phrase has lost all meaning to me at this point, like times 20. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Feel the Darkness on the Idle Forums posted in last week's episode thread about an incredible uh, renaming of the San Antonio Credit Union has renamed itself Credit Human. <laughs> <laughs> and they have a statement explaining this. Our new name, Credit Human, represents a new way to express our faith and belief in people and our mission to improving the lives of those we serve. We haven't been bought or acquired. We've made the decision to look and sound like the credit union we aspire to be. Oh, my God. A human. human. (laughs) So I feel like you hear a lot about how how long it's going to be until various industries are... uh, Sort of rep- the work where your average worker in those industries is replaced by AI and robots, including like the financial industry. Um, but marketing, I, yeah, <laughs> I think I think it is safe to say that has absolutely not happened with credit union credit credit yeah, human. Uh, well, um, <laughs> this is definitely a human running this credit union. I don't know why you would suspect this otherwise. This is a human running this credit human. I mean, I mean, I, mean, uh, I am a human. Please bank with human. <laughs> <laughs> I like Cards, how it's credit human. Please bank with human. <laughs> Trust your money to human. I like that it's to says, human hands. <laughs> Humans made, hands. <laughs> we've made the decision to look and sound like the credit union we aspire to be. I, okay. The name reflects their aspiration. Yeah. I, That's a very interesting mm, choice of words. They aspire <laughs> to be credit human. Before getting into this too much, I have to just okay. say genuinely. Yeah. That I kind of feel bad for this because I feel like they're actually making a really noble effort to just try to be outwardly nice. And I think credit unions are generally nice. Mm-hmm. I, I but then a- the face fell off and there was a, <laughs> a cyborg face and my sympathy was erased. But like, sure, you know, yeah, just like they mean so well. And the people who wrote this must feel so bad now that they put it out of the world that everyone said. You're actually a robot. <laughs> You've been a robot this whole time, You've haven't been a, you? Yeah. You- <laughs> and then they realized I'm a high concept character in some sort of J.J. Abrams slash Battlestar Galactica drama, aren't I? And then, they and then them- it shed a tear because finally its aspirations they- were realized. Well, they have memories of shedding a tear when things like that happen, but now they can't. Uh, and they don't know if that's because those memories were implanted and they're a robot. Right. And then this person, whoever wrote this can credit get, human, human, can we get uh, someone to give a Voight comp test to credit human over yeah, here? Yeah, I feel like whoever wrote that copy is now in an incredible existential crisis about whether or not they're a robot, which admittedly is impressive for a robot. That's <laughs> that's true. That's yeah. true. Maybe yeah. the copy. Maybe credit human is what it aspired to be. <laughs> it's a real boy. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Mm. You never see the credit human. It's weird that you never see the credit human. In <laughs> I person. have a cold. <laughs> Apparently, changing names is something that credit unions do often. Nick pointed this out. Yeah. Um, so I looked up some previous revisions before the robots arrived at Credit Human. Yeah. <laughs> these, these are other actual credit union names that are current or 
like one revision ago okay. of the credit credit <laughs> of the credit human in question. Um, some of them are are sort of just wacky, but like not super notable, like Bullseye Credit Union. Sure, that's just that's a thing that exists. Uh, one is pretty impressive: is EdMed Fed Credit Union, <laughs> which <laughs> Ed, it took me a while to figure what out what was going oh, on here. Oh, I man, that's got to be like a Washington Mutual turned to Wamu thing. No, it's oh. not. Oh, I thought that it started off as like Edmund Federal blah, blah, Oh, I blah. think it's the I think it's Edward Medical Federal Credit Union. Right, the Edmed FedCred. Yeah, Edmed <laughs> Edmed FedCred. Edmed FedCred y- Union. Use prescription only. Edmed FedCred. Uh, <laughs> ask your doctor, please. <laughs> Edward Medical Federal Credit Union was my father. Call me Edmed FedCred. <laughs> Junior. Junior. Union. Junior. Oh, I don't know. There's Village People's Federal Credit Union. Lithium Federal Credit Union. Uh, finally, we have the last federal credit union. <laughs> they're the only <laughs> one not, they're the only one I that think, have not been taken over by credit human. I was just gonna say, well, credit human uh, you know, uh, is open nationwide and that, that runs for about fifty years. And then the last credit union, they phase in last credit union and then they've humans just, are phased they've out. They've just been there the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Last federal credit union has been quietly That's true. holding yeah. carrying the torch. Right, and then in credit human headquarters. Wait a second, there's one left. We found one. There's there's one left. <laughs> the last federal credit union. Uh, what's it called? Oh, Last Federal Credit Union. It's been in business since 1986. Oh, what's it called? Last Federal Credit Union. <laughs> oh, oh, what is that one called? I'm trying to search. <laughs> Cycle overload. <laughs> Man, they did oh, it. That's they how you defeat it. the machines. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Classic does not compute situation. <clears throat> so going back to, you were talking about how you you've thought that it would be interesting to go back to like, King Arthur's yeah, time realm yeah. the, to the to the realm when there's yeah, yeah, you yeah. know it reminded me of a dream that I had last night mm. and I I don't know how to exactly describe this dream because it was it's the sort of you know how sometimes you have a dream that has a built-in history and context mm-hmm. and like where there's like a tiny pocket world that is created sure. for your dream oh, yeah. Yeah. with memories yeah, so yeah, yeah. all that all that my dream was <laughs> was uh, my dream was a supercut of a meme that doesn't exist. Oh wow! <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, uh, it kind of, but it was it was kind of like uh, it wasn't literally a supercut. Like it wasn't cut to cut to cut, but it was like it was me watching a video where someone had put together like a f- an eight by like four grid of all of the times in TV shows and comedy movies and stuff that this one joke had been referenced. Uh-huh. There was, I think, in the dream, either a joke from a TV sketch comedy show or from a commercial. I'm pretty sure it was a commercial. Uh-huh. In it, <laughs> in this, so the way that it, the, the, the way that this worked is like, it would show a shot of some sort of appealing food. Uh-huh. And then it- I can't c- wait to hear how this ties into King Arthur times. And then it cuts to- <laughs> Ben Stiller dressed in a wizard costume, <laughs> which is how this connects. Like dressed in like okay, a Merlin sure, ass, okay. blue a pointy wizard hat ass. wizard costume. Yeah. And then next to him is someone dressed as Chewbacca, <laughs> except that the face is cut open so you can see. Like there's like a hole, like it's a like a bad costume. So you can see the guy's face, and it was not a known celebrity, but in the dream I sort of said, "Oh, that guy kind of looks like French Stewart." <laughs> And they okay. make a weird joke about it, and then some sort of like orange textured pattern comes up, and then I think like it cuts back to them shrugging. Okay. And, and the dream started with me seeing that scene in a TV show or like a reference to it and going, oh man, that's literally the footage of Ben Stiller and that Chewbacca <laughs> costume. And then like I was able that in my classic and then in my, my dream, I was I thought like, I guess that must just be from a thing that like that people let each other use. And then I recalled watching and because it's a dream, it just came up this like YouTube supercut of like thirty versions of like the sort of <laughs> rotating food shot, and then the Ben Stiller one, but the edits were all slightly different, and one of them was fucking taken down with a content ID. <laughs> I and I woke up and just went, Ooh. I was like, I was elated that I had had such a fucking strange dream. Oh my God. Anyway. Uh, there's no anyway to that. That was that. That was the whole dream of a wizard Ben Stiller and like a French Stewart wannabe Chewbacca, Chewbacca. talking about 
something that I can't remember right. with a rotating food shot that was different and like the footage was slightly mutated in all the different versions and one of them yeah was content ID'd um, talking about it now in the context of going back to the actual time of King Arthur it did make me think about the way that people dream has got to be so fucking weird now compared to how it used to be like you mean fact- because there's so much data oh, to synthesize yeah. the fact that yeah. I could have that dream of like <laughs> right. the, my dream included references to mm-hmm. a, a fake meme <laughs> that then my brain generated sort of right. abstract 30 other versions of it to show me at once in my dream of like oh that's probably what would exist hail yon blacksmith right. last night <laughs> i did i dreamt of a fantastic vision the king a roast turkey floating before his visage but then there were 30 of him which would then mean there were just 30 of the person standing in a room you would not imagine the idea of like a 30 by 10 like a 10 by 8 grid of imagery and like like i i I feel like it we people spent the 20th century dreaming with camera cuts probably like some people did like i I occasionally Mm. have third person dreams or a dream with a camera cut and now apparently i have fucking internet dreams where (laughs) content is like dreamt non-linearly and like appears with like frames when corporations (laughs) demand (laughs) it Also, yeah, part of my dream was redacted. Your dream was actually DMCA'd by Viacom or whatever because you were dreaming about an unlicensed uh, upload of Third Rock from the Sun. Right, it's... It's because that the meme itself was cleared, but the rest of that movie used the copyrighted song, so that that one got taken out yeah, of, out of right. the grid of cuts. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. That it was removed from the playlist. Yeah, uh, uh, it was sort of it was like an I'm a Mac, I'm a PC sort of thing, but there was like a sort of crazy '90s pattern behind it. I'm like, a Merlin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice way to go, French. So God, you're right about movie cuts. So like, what did? Surely dreams weren't just like linear normal experiences prior to the. To the existence of film, like that's obviously it, not true. For a while, it was probably closer. My my my, I've, I thought about this at, at one point. We might have even talked about it on on the Idle Thumbs podcast at some point. But I, I suspect that the feeling that you get in the images that are evoked when you're just reading a book have got to be similar to the way that a dream would work. Of sort of like mm. a combination of actual optical imagery that is presented to you, plus the sort of like flowing narrative and ability for sort of a scene to change and suddenly we were somewhere else. I don't know if a book introduced that concept into the way that a human being dreams, but I suspect that there's no way to necessarily say that it didn't influence it when people were reading fiction or reading stories that had any amount of editorializing or any sort of first or third person uh, narrative narrative voice, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Huh. Hopefully people had radio play dreams for a minute there. Where like the dream didn't <laughs> yeah. really have a lot of imagery, but they're like right. cool sound effects. What will become of him? Yeah. Ah, like well, ah, yeah. This wizard and this bear man <laughs> afflicted with visions of victuals <laughs> again and again. A French dog. Please write into questions at importantiftrue.com if you know the source meme of I would be I would be eternally uh, pleased. If that's actually if a thing, was, yes, I feel someone, like the Ben Stiller aspect of this Ben Stiller has, a, a, has a higher percentage chance yeah. than the Chewbacca. Uh, <laughs> that half. looks kind of like French Stewart yeah. with a cutaway face. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Chewbacca doesn't look like Chewbacca, but it sort of looked like French Stewart was the guy inside. Oh, gross! It, it looked. Like, it was. It just felt like a TV commercial thing where it was right. like the modern, the modern sort yeah. of just like bro yeah. TV commercial, dumpy. Where it's where just it's like, like, yeah, it's like it could have oh, been. It's like a bad Chewbacca costume. Yeah, Verizon. In my yeah, exactly. In my dream, it was from a movie or something like that. I think, but. Yeah. In real life, it would be an insurance commercial or right. a cell phone yeah, commercial. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, With yeah. sort of a, you know, I don't really give a fuck, save money on insurance <laughs> is what the guy would say at the end of it. And yeah. then, like, it would cut back to Chewbacca falling over or something or sort of, like, halfway taking his mask off and breaking mm-hmm, character. Mm-hmm. Stumbling over some cardboard boxes. Turning, turning to the camera and saying, wake up, Jake. <laughs> and then you wake up in your Chewbacca costume. Mm-hmm. Well, I wake up and sweat. I sort of, like, f- like... Uh, I'm in a Chewbacca costume for a second until I sort of throw off the bed sheets and get out of bed and then they sort of like roll off uh, out of existence I think is how that would work we're sort right. of like mm. it's intruding on my life right and uh, then I'm like oh, I dreamt of that credit human ad again <laughs> <laughs> maybe the killer app of VR you know VR is like oh, it's like it's been on the cusp of sort of breaking big for a while but it doesn't seem to be doing it maybe the maybe the killer app for VR is like incepting memes into your head that don't even exist. I mean, you're describing total recall. 
Did they put memes into people in Total Recall? Well, I mean, they could. That technology would allow memes. But yeah. they have, it's just like they go and plant something in your brain and that you have a memory of a thing that didn't happen, like a vacation to Mars. Right. Or is it a memory? Or like a really amazing meme. Or you're like, oh, man, everyone loves that Ben Stiller Chewbacca <laughs> thing. And people are like, dude, that's not real. That's not. It's still real to me, damn it. Yeah. I guess this isn't an example of this because you actually remember the meme. Remember the meme, TM, Credit Human, 2017. Uh, but, like, in a dream, you can have an experience where your brain is, like, informing you that you're experiencing something, but you actually don't know what it is. But you're still, you still feel as though... You get the emotional actually, rush or the feeling of realization or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Without the actual, like fully formed sentence explaining what it is yeah. being there yeah that yeah. part's not necessary so maybe maybe once we can like incept dreams we'll just like you know one of the sort of experience tailored like off the rack experiences will just be your present for just like the apotheosis of memes like some of my favorite internet moments ever are like when some internet th- like do you guys remember when Quix- when Netflix announced that it was splitting its DVD uh, shipping service off into a new sort of sub company called Quickster. Yes, and mm. the internet just exploded. There was that guy with the pot smoking Elmo avatar mm-hmm. who was named Quickster, and like that was just one of the most purely joyful, like six hours of my life. I just remember being in my apartment, like basically cackling to myself about how wonderful and yeah, beautiful or, um, it when, was. When and <laughs> if I could just get that again, give me that. Facebook Oculus. Oh, Another God. great example of that for me was when um, is it the Chicago Tribune that became Tronk? Who is it that became <laughs> yeah. who became Tronk? Yeah, it was the Chicago Tribune. Yeah, the tri- and Tribune be- online uh, content. Tribune online content or Tronk? Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. With that logo that looked like it was like the name Tronk is already just stupid. It's already very funny. Yeah, and then it was written in that sort of like bubbly '70s looking throwback font. So the yeah. sound of the word Tronk and that font. If you guys ever watched like Homestar Runner or Strong Bad emails, oh yeah, totally. And that looked like a thing that Strong Bad would have introduced in yeah. Strong Bad emails. Yep, no, that's exactly right. Um, no, it's tough to beat like a really good internet sort of meme birth in real time, and maybe that's what maybe that's what VR can deliver. I have to say that that is the least appealing thing to me that you've ever proposed on this show. I don't know, man. What if someone could? Well, you're, I like that you're just you are like you're skating so you know close to the to the edge of the sun. Like well, it's just like what if someone could yeah. just put a meme in my brain as like the entirety of South by Southwest. You just hear this like most aggressive cloth and foot foley, and it is like four thousand marketing guys turning to look at you all at the same time. It's like when like. You know, uh, you're watching like an army drill, and you just hear whoomp of like everyone turns to do a 90 <laughs> right. degree turn. And but it's like it was like a uh, an invasion of the body snatchers of them all just going, "You want that? <laughs> <laughs> Got well, cavemen and lizards up the ass that I can just inject into your brain whenever you want them." No, 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 no. Well, I want I want those organic memes. I want those like <laughs> oh, I want those like oh, sure shade grown do. like uh-huh. okay, organic so bottom up go to sleep memes. go to sleep <laughs> <laughs> soft acoustic guitar you yeah. those organic memes no I want the memes that like arise out I of the, the internet like, out like of, my like, grandpa the, used to make the, the like bog of the internet okay hold on yeah the memes that your grandpa used to make the memes out of the that so this is actually the commercial for this device uh-huh. two generations from now that will then become a <laughs> oh, meme. Because no. we're the grandpas. Yes. Yeah. I want yeah, those yeah. old memes. Yeah. That's it's true. like a Werther's original ad, but right. instead of the grandpa giving his grandkid a candy, he fucking jacks something into his neck and <laughs> pumps him full of, like, Schneider lens. <laughs> Look at that horse. <laughs> yeah. Grandpa, I've seen this before. Experience it like it's the first time all <laughs> over again. It just wipes all your meme memories and gives them to you fresh. I hate this. It yeah, just, it just really degrades your brain. Okay, <laughs> let's take a break. <laughs> I want you to go back in time and explain this <laughs> to the fucking guy with your phone. Be like, DVDs, Netflix, Quickster guy. That's, see, this this is, is the future. Oh, just kill me. Just fucking just, like, just, just please hoist me on that baton right a, now. Do you have a virus just, on you that I am not immune to? Please spread Listen to this podcast to where I please joke about this as he's just like cutting his throat in yeah. front of you. <laughs> 
<laughs> Please tell me how great the future is. <laughs> it's true. It's a unique. All I want of now is time. a robot to inject me with marketing memes. What's a <laughs> <Yeah>. meme? Uh. <laughs> it's we we're we're ble- we're hashtag blessed. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> This episode of Important If True is brought to you by Quip. Quip manufactures and sends to you very nice, compact, well-designed electric toothbrushes. And every three months, they will send you a brush head refill. So you never have to worry about replacing your brush head. They'll send you the battery you need. You can sign up for a plan that gets you the uh, toothpaste every three months. Everything is taken care of Hmm. with your oral hygiene. Unlike those King Arthur idiots... It was all falling out of their mouth they all the like time. like a finger or some bark. Yeah. yeah. Don't <laughs> use a finger or some bark. Uh, try Quip. Go to tryquip.com slash thumbs to get $10 off your first brush head refill. It started only $5, so that's a, uh, it's a free refill right there. Um, I've been using one. I really like it. It's got this 30-second pulse. Definitely would impress some medieval moron. Uh, every 30 seconds, you sort of switch... Mouth quadrants, teeth quadrants, and then you're done in two minutes, and you've you've done the full two minute cycle. They would probably be so impressed by how white and like well formed and straight your teeth are that they would remove them. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like ten dollars off your first refill, go to tryquip.com/thumbs. The like toothless old king really yeah. likes that smile. It's his now. Mm-hmm. And then some bro who's there with you leans in and says, hoist it. (laughs) (laughs) This episode of Important If True is also brought to you by Warby Parker. Warby Parker designs stylish and affordable frames for eyeglasses and prescription and non-prescription sunglasses. And if you go to warbyparkertrial.com slash thumbs, you can get five frames sent to your home for five days to try on, see which one you like. Uh, If you don't like any of them, that's fine, but you probably will like at least one of them. Uh, And then you can get it. And you will have a nice new pair of glasses that is affordable. They start only $99. Don't even worry about it. Just go to warbyparkertrial.com slash thumbs. Get five of those sent to your house to try them on. Nice. Thanks, Warby Parker. Okay. Are we back? We're back. So. Jake's got a plan here. Well, Nick was talking about um, an increasingly pathetic attempt to explain to an Arthurian character how cool the future is. And you're sounding more and more desperate. Yeah. And one of the things that he rattled off was DVDs. And it reminded me of an essential, essential piece of of content. Uh Uh-huh. Which is the television commercial for Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of oh the Clones. <laughs> I know where re- this is going. Release on DVD. It is a terrible <laughs> commercial. So, okay, the reason that I, that I that I was reminded of it actually is because Nick was talking about DVDs as a thing you desperately are trying to tell someone is impressive, but actually, there's absolutely no way to explain that. One, there's no way to explain that. Two, they were impressive at the time, but they have now. Like they were a tiny window in the history of of impressive things of impressive things, even yeah. of like media collections, and even by um, Star Wars: Attack of the Clones, which came out, man, that was like early two thousands. Yeah. Must have yeah, been because like Phantom Menace was ninety nine. So even even that early, which was in the middle of what was considered the DVD craze, <laughs> this is the commercial for it. I'm gonna play it for you guys because I think you might. Okay. So, um. It's predicated on some impressively terrible pun work, which we can get into after after uh-huh. we listen to this. All right. Um, I I had forgotten how. Uh-huh. Just that. I I know what you're referring to, but I've not heard it in years. On November twelfth, Huda Man, Yoda Man. <laughs> <laughs> When you take home Star Wars Episode 2 on DVD, <laughs> digitally filmed, digitally mastered, a perfect kill. Own the first major live-action film on DVD captured directly from its digital source. This two-disc set is packed with over six hours of bonus oh features you'll actually want to watch. Star Wars Episode 2, Yoda the Man, <laughs> on DVD no. November 12th. No! Oh, man. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Who the man? Yoda, Yoda man. man. Wait. However, Yoda the man. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Oh man, I 
I had remembered Yoda Man and Yoda the Man. I was obsessed <laughs> with this piece of shit advertisement when it came out because of that. Because, like, Star Wars, the bastion of modern science fiction. It's a huge universe that everyone loves. Sold to Disney for $2 billion. Eat shit. Their DVD <laughs> advertisement? Who the man? Yoda the man. Yoda man. Yoda the man. Six hours of features you'll actually want to watch. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Anyway, listen. No, no, no. Merlin, magic, whatever. King Arthur, a fucking king, legendary sword. Eat shit. Yoda man. Yoda the man. Six hours of special features you will actually want to watch. Before that commercial, my favorite DVD commercial was one that was on version 1 DVDs, which were like, presumably they expected more people would rent them from Blockbuster along Mm. with the DVD player. Yeah. Uh Uh, I think it was probably also on VHSs, but it uh, it, it, had bumpers at the front. Yeah, yeah, but it was just like one of, it probably was not the main movie guy whose name I can't remember now. Man, the movie, you know, the movie trailer guy. It wasn't him, but it was was a sub him, which was just DVD, a movie on a disc (laughs) the size of a CD. (laughs) But now that was just blown away. Like just, that is erased from history by Yoda Man. Death Star-like assault. <laughs> the first digital movie digitally transferred a perfect clone. Yoda demand. You'll actually want to watch the bonus features. Oh no. Oh no. People didn't see the God. DVD market crashing. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 30,000 hours of special features like the Lord of the Rings movies that came out after these were that where it was like right. each movie an hour longer than the regular movie with four DVDs those were actually fantastic though I did watch those multiple times <laughs> but you actually wanted to watch them I did turns out when you actually want to watch them they don't need to say that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. turns out you don't need to use the word actually when selling someone Star Wars in conclusion, Yoda man. Wait, no. In conclusion, Yoda demand. <laughs> I love that it says the two different things. I can't tell if the person who made that ad, right, just do you think knew? they were just? Do you think that they were in a like a a, a marketing meeting, and they're like, all right, we're gonna. I got guys. I have the oh. perfect opener, Yoda man. And do you think then there was? Oh, some, but then he oh, said, and the perfect closer. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, no, maybe. No, no. But it was like, yeah. uh, what is that? What does that mean, Yoda man? What is that? Like he's, who's the man? Someone. Like, oh no no no! I, this, is, this is a classic split the difference decision, right? Where like they had the two and they were trying to decide which to go with, and then the guy who was in charge right. of it all was just like, oh. "We'll just do both, and then we'll be our bases will right. be covered." So, so uh, walked in yeah. and like total madman style, like yeah. confidently hands everyone a card that says Yoda man, but then one person, like the savant asshole, <laughs> tears his duh out of it and puts it on someone else <laughs> to make it say Yoda duh man, and then everyone goes, "Oh, that's really." Oh, good. That makes oh, but sense. I also liked Yoda Man. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what do we do? Yeah, and no, offense, like, no offense, Tim, but uh, I really like. I mean, that was inspired yeah, pulling that out in the uh, middle of the meeting yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I feel well, like see, you. It's the perfect. It's the perfect <laughs> uh, split the baby uh, decision because mm. it opens with the subtle wordplay for the discerning customer, mm. Yoda Man. It sort of combines Yoda. And, and you're the man, d- and you're right. the man, and, and, and yeah, in a in a subtle way that lingui- the linguistic aficionados will appreciate. Right. Um, but they, you know, but they've got to. It's Star Wars. They have to capture the mass market. So at the end, they really make sure Yoda, the man. Yeah, he's Yoda is the man. Is <laughs> the man. So uh, oh, let's also be clear for anyone who uh, hasn't gone and immediately looked up this TV commercial that at the end of it, it's Yoda like force making like a lightning ball with his hand, but then like they badly animate the DVD cover art so it looks like he's like in his hand with the force, but it actually <laughs> looks like something like a clip from America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh God, mm. this this was definitely the, the- ILM lost the Oscar for this commercial. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It was yeah. It two was, Star Wars episode, two Attack of the it Clones. Was, right, it, was it was tough pre- contention. Those two teams <laughs> were. <laughs> it was like a bitter, bitterly in battle. Star Wars internally. episode two, and Yoda demand. Yoda parentheses demand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, it was so embarrassing when they read that out at the Oscars, and they said Yoda demand instead, instead of Yoda, Yoda man, man <laughs> yeah. the actual name of the short. Uh, the guy was like amending their speech, like "ha ha, it's okay." The bad says both, but they did not win. No. Also, I don't think Attack of the Clones won either. No. Well, they split the vote between no. Yoda Man and Yoda Demand. Lord of the Rings won that year. 
Yeah, I went to Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter probably. Yeah. <laughs> they split them up between Yoda Man and Yoda Man. Attack of the Clones not even considered. No. God, no. All right. Should we do some reader mail? Mm-hmm. Yes. Rodrigo from Brazil writes, hey, thumbs, Rodrigo from Brazil here. Okay. There you go. I started listening to you guys a couple years ago, and before that, I was never aware of Jeff Goldblum as an actor. He was just the fly guy. Now with the strange case of Dr. Remo and Mr. Goldblum and the recent magnificent photos of him in Thor Ragnarok, I was wondering, what are the Goldblumiest movies with the most Goldblum acting from him? I love the new show, and I'm watching Twin Peaks for the first time and listening to the Twin Peaks Rewatch podcast, waiting for season three. Thanks, Rodrigo. Well, uh, for one thing, I want to say it is incredibly impressive and fascinating that Goldblum remains the fly guy to this person mm. as opposed to the Ian Malcolm from Jurassic the Park, Jurassic Park guy. guy. Yeah. Right. You know, I would say that has, I mean, I suppose, or even are, more recently, I mean, you well, know, what, he's, what I mean, recently? he's been in big budget he's films. The, the Wes point, Anderson, right? everything yeah, guy. Yeah, the Wes Anderson yeah, guy. Yeah, but that stuff like only the, has any currency. Wasn't he on a law and order or a CSI for a minute? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, stuff f- like, stuff like him showing up in, uh, uh, a, a Wes uh, a Wes Anderson movie, like the what the hotel one, what was that? Yeah, the Grand Budapest Grand Hotel. Budapest <clears> hotel. <throat> that only really has potency because of existing Jeff Goldblum associations, right? I mean, am I wrong? About yeah, that? no, that's true. But that feels like that feels like that's Wes Anderson trying to do like the kingmaker move on Jeff Goldblum that he did on Bill Murray by putting him in Rushmore. Oh. That's what that that's what that feels like to me of just like this is an eccentric cultural icon who is beloved. Right. When mm-hmm. I feel like Goldblum Except, was ambiguously that uh, but yeah, recently that's like doomed he's to failure he's, though. Cuz Bill Murray was like oh, Bill a total huge. acknowledged yeah. master of his domain which was yeah. this sort of very particular like uh, 70s and 80s flavor of right. you know this like particular kind of comedy um, like semi-improvised film comedy uh, whereas Jeff Goldblum is like um, uh, like what is the <laughs> he's an eccentric <laughs> weirdo right I'm, let me add a new dimension onto the career of this yeah. just like walking bag of insanity of insanity you know the speaking of which like the most recent new th- feature film I saw Jeff Goldblum in was the new Independence Day movie oh. which I watched on a, on the plane I saw that on the plane too yeah it was offensive in how normal he was oh, I no. couldn't believe it it's like of all of the it's um it's the Jeff Goldblum action movie sequel curse because that's Dr. Ian Malcolm in The Lost World as yeah, well so we've yeah. identified the two worst Jeff Goldblum performances the least eccentric yeah um, we've all seen him live at least once. Nick and I we've se- have seen him twice mm-hmm. live, and Nick a third time has encountered him at an airport. That's true. So uh, <laughs> we, you know, <laughs> a performance he did not uh, know he was giving. Right. Uh. <laughs> but certainly seeing him live, he is at least as, if not considerably <clears throat> more, Goldblumy than he is in yeah. any of his film oh, yeah. performances, he, he, which makes it incredible to me that it was even possible for. For anyone to coax such a straight performance out of him in any film, yeah, I find it incredible. Well, he did some sort of romantic comedies in the '80s, which yeah, I, I have seen like, I feel like bits was, of, but that's kind of where he came up, you know. In, in yeah, the, I think in that genre, he was still um, a, more often than not played an affable eccentric of some kind, though. Yeah, as opposed to like in Independence Day and in The Lost World, he's like, there was a guy who made it out once. Jeff Goldblum and he's <laughs> right. like I'm saying this about myself like this is my character now I, but I think but I think you can like pre-fly and post-fly are the two Goldblum right. you know as recommended by Nick like eight or nine years ago on the Idle Thumbs yeah, podcast yeah that's what I was gonna say uh, Again. <laughs> watch his late night talk show well that's the most appearances the, the real answer to this question what are the most eccentric performances that he gives the performances, like late night talk show performances, I think, because he's performing yeah. when he's yeah. on those shows, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or and though that is maximum, like Goldblum weirdness. In movies, though, it probably uh, is the Wes film, Anderson movies. It's probably the Wes Anderson because yeah. he's in the Life Aquatic. Life Aquatic as, is as probably the, yeah, the max. But, but Jurassic Park, though, literally the like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is definitional. It's Goldblum. up there. It's up there. I think honestly, Jeff Goldblum. Probably in in another timeline would have been relegated to just character work. 
Oh yeah, you know, and he mm-hmm. found a weird niche that allows him to just be. He's probably never really been an A-lister, but like he, you know, he can still like show up to the Oscars, and no one's going right. to be like, "Why are you here?" You yeah. know, what no, I mean? they're like, going to instead be like, "Yeah, yeah, it's Jeff. <laughs> yeah, he's going to do a weird thing. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. No, nope, it's true. Yeah. Uh, shall we endorse? Let's yes. endorse. All right, Jake, what do you got? All right. Well, our show's name is important if true. Yes. Um, whose acronym is IIT. Okay, okay. Which is shared with uh, the Illinois Institute of Technology. Okay. <laughs> and uh, my friend's dad, who is like a crazy mechanical and computer engineer, went to IIT uh-huh. um, in the 70s, I guess. Okay. And he told me at one point the IIT fight song. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just like it's a tech university that I think for a long time may not have had sports programs. So this was tongue in cheek, but it remained, um, if never fully officially, at least very regularly in use as their right. fight song for a okay. while. And I will now read this. This is like the most glorious and also cringeworthy fight song okay. of any school ever. There are probably some more cringeworthy fight songs that you would not want to read on a podcast, I would say. Okay. In things that you could say in polite company mm-hmm. in the year 2017. Yeah. E to the X, D, Y, D, X, E to the X, D, X, cosine, secant, tangent, sine, 3.14159, I, pi, square root of three, get em, get em, I, I, T. I fully endorse that as an Institute of Technology's fight song. Jesus, God. (laughs) Wasn't expecting that. Nope. There it is. I've I saw a video on the of the on the IIT alumni Facebook page uh-huh. of a professor who recently made their students learn and sing the IIT fight song to get like access to some piece of equipment or something, and it was a bunch of really bummed like late teens, early twenty somethings going E to the X DX <laughs> reading it off a piece of paper. Yeah, but it was it was someone saying. I just hated that fight song and I felt like such a nerd and I didn't want to say it and it made me ashamed of a school. Like, I'm not a nerd. I just went to IIT. Oh, man. <laughs> but like... Ouch. That guy can... Definitely hoisted guy, by his own baton. Yeah. That yeah. guy can just deal with it because <laughs> that's... I don't know. Definitely the like sort of jocks of the incipient sports teams yeah definitely when that fight song was being sung they pulled some wedgies and shouted hoisted mm. for sure mm-hmm. yeah that's probably like the second or third time they heard it the first time everyone probably sort of squinted yeah and then like a like the beefiest nerd that they had who could play <laughs> the football team managed to tackle them once right yeah, yeah. and then after that just pounded mm-hmm. hoisted hoisted for sure <laughs> Um, I am going to endorse a shoehorn. I've got, I've got <laughs> like a specific shoehorn no, of yours. Not, no, I mean not the blue one. No, it doesn't, <laughs> I like I, that. I, I have no particular brand. You just endorse oh, really? shoehorn a ownership shoehorn. and use. I, I endorse owning a shoehorn. I see. Yeah, I. Uh, I can't get behind this endorsement. You can't get behind this endorsement. <laughs> no, I've I've really been enjoying using a shoehorn recently. <laughs> I bought a shoehorn, which is not something that I... It's really nice. You can put your shoe on without having to do the thing where you, like, slam your heel back and forth into uh-huh. it. Yeah. yeah. It's really nice. It, you can put it on in, like, a second. The reason I, I, I got into it recently is because I... I have, you're going to have to explain this one to me, Chris, because okay. I have never had a good experience with a shoehorn in Wait, my really? life. Oh, yeah. I know they're supposed like to work. When I try on a but dress no, shoe they, at a store oh. and the person's like, let me get a fucking shoehorn yeah. out. I'm like, no. Yeah, I'll put no, on the shoe. I don't want shoe. that stupid thing. You're it's doing it. It's like when you're up. a kid and your mom brushed yeah. your teeth and you're oh like, this fucking God. hurts. I never I can oh. brush my own teeth. Or like when your parents do yeah. health like care things to you when you're a really yeah. little kid. You can hold your own shoehorn, though. Oh, I've never tried. Maybe I just proved my own point. I think I've tried. I feel like anyway. You, no, you I please, mean, please uh, continue. Well, no, I don't I mean, mean to, I don't mean to unendorse your endorsement, Chris. But <laughs> well, uh, please continue. <laughs> but yeah, no, we're we're two against one here on shoehorn ownership. <laughs> Can we veto endorsements now? <laughs> what, what is this? Is like a up or down vote? What like? I endorse is the ability to veto endorsements. <laughs> can you second that, someone, please, so that we can? I mean, I've just been saying. I've been going to. The, I've been trying no, to go no, to the no, gym I, recently, which is yeah, like. Yeah. Wait, that do you bring like a shoehorn to the gym and like shoehorn your shoes I on? Oh, no. Well, Are you singing the IIT <laughs> fight song while you're doing it? No, it's just like until – so I will say I'm not someone who has like ever gone to the gym regularly. So I'm not accustomed to having to like 
change my shoes multiple times. I'm not in- accustomed to gym protocol, which you two might not know. <laughs> Shoehorn. <laughs> no, I don't fucking know. I'm just saying for me, yeah. as a latecomer to this gym thing where I have like a normal shoes and then I have like my gym, gym clothes, yeah. including my gym shoes. Going back and forth multiple times in the day, you know, the shoehorn cuts valuable seconds. You know who <laughs> changed their shoes every single day at least once? Mr. Rogers. Did you ever see a fucking <laughs> shoehorn on that show? I, I don't think Mr. Rogers would endorse a shoehorn, God, and that, Ro- makes, it, that makes it really hard. Are you serious? He Mr. Rogers seems like the fucking epitome of a man with a shoehorn. And yet, he changes shoes on camera in every episode. <laughs> shoehorn free. Uh, I don't know. It's... Are you, I, I'm sorry that I'm just imagining you drinking NyQuil, going ha ha ha, like laughing to yourself, and then also taking your shoes on and off, and to like being pleased by your whole life situation. Yeah. I, that said, I'm secretly might order a shoehorn after this episode. So you're in, I have I endorsed. to say, I, enjoy, I really enjoy it. I've got two <laughs> shoehorns now. I have one shoehorn. You have a travel shoehorn? Yeah, I do. Well, I have one that goes in my gym bag. It stays in my gym bag all the time. Oh, you're going to be and such an old man. You're going to be such a specific old man. <laughs> I have another shoehorn on the table next to our door, front door of our apartment uh, that I use in the morning. I keep another one under my pillow. It's an intruder. Should be. You're going to be an old man who's like, well, okay, I've got this yeah. shoehorn I'm gonna, and I've got yeah. this bag of memes that I can inject <laughs> into your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> it's into the land of imagination. Use your shoehorn and grandpa will give you a meme. If the memes go in easier with the shoehorn. <laughs> <laughs> with the brain horn. Uh, the meme horn. <laughs> meme horn. That's our new website <laughs> that gets you uh, bespoke artisanal means b- memes before they break. Mm-hmm. Memes by any means. <laughs> Uh, by any meme necessary. <laughs> oh, that's our the other website. <laughs> Why didn't we name this podcast that? We just came up with a way by better name than slogan. <laughs> by any meme or meme horn. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Uh, what is the name? What is the slogan? <laughs> Welcome to the meme horn. <laughs> Get hoisted. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick, what are you endorsing? Yeah, what do you got, Nick? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you yeah, do. you do. Is it a shoehorn? It's a shower cap. Uh, Wait, is it really? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> I really love them. <laughs> I use them all the time. Uh, no, mine's really boring now. Nope. Uh, it's just a <laughs> well, Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, Let's back up a second. What? You just said yours was boring after Chris endorsed <laughs> a shoehorn. Well, at least that's just like driving down into the depths of boredom <laughs> and then coming out the other side on the other side of the world. Uh, Sorry that I'm like- excitement. <laughs> No. Historically, no. I mean, there was no. No, I mean, it was just you know, <laughs> I, the, excitingly the is, boring. It was it, it was too easy a target. Yeah. But now I'm, I am genuinely considering buying a shoehorn. Yeah, it's great. Well, let me ask you something. Do they come in different sizes? Do you yeah, always have to have the full shoehorn? Well, so here's the <laughs> thing. You get like a half horn. There's like the shoehorn. <laughs> Can you I get have just is, like the like a little nub? The two, I have two shoehorns that are metal shoehorns, uh-huh. and they're like. I don't know, six or seven inches long, maybe like five, okay. or five six so inches. Your standard shoehorn. Because like, I imagine the whole like yeah. Well, that's the thing. There's the other. Long. There's the whole other right category yeah. of shoehorn, which is like, like a boot it horn. Looks like a, it looks like a. It looks like, like a bone, like, like a, a tire riding iron, like a weird, oh, like, yeah, like a like a BDSM tool or something. Yeah. Because it's 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 like a foot and a half long. Yeah, I hate those and things. And it's le- they're either leather or that kind of like. Plastic. That sort of weird, like milky-looking plastic. So that's like the sort of shoehorn that would come with like a valet. Yeah, although I have to say, I have to say, I was getting fitted for a suit the other day, and they had the, like, two-foot-long shoehorn, and after already becoming, like... A shoehorn guy, yeah. Yeah, becoming a shoehorn guy over the last couple months, the the long, like, two-foot shoehorn was actually kind of amazing because hmm. I didn't even have to bend down. Like, you can put your shoes on while still just completely standing, <laughs> you basically. Ha- you don't have to bend. <laughs> well, I mean, it felt luxurious. It was like, oh. Can you just get like a five-foot-high shoehorn so you don't even have to move? Or so you, you could, just, you could you use it for hook, somebody else? You could, you could hook you your could, shoe you could, from across the room <laughs> and then put it on, yeah, then put on your friend's shoe. On your friend, your, yeah, I think. Just saying. <laughs> Can you get a shoehorn that is both? So you can sort of step into them like you're clipping into like ski boots, but then you just pull the shoehorn out? <laughs> this is an actual thing that King Arthur would be amazed by, probably. What, King Arthur just had shoehorn? a fucking shoehorn. I don't think they had shoehorns. He had shoehorns. a guy who was his shoehorn. Well, yes, he had a guy. Yes. Shoehorn was at one point a roll. <laughs> <Shoehorn. laughs> 
You'd you actually sound the shoehorn, right? That's and it would bring that's in your shoehorn. Why do they call it a shoehorn? It's not a horn. Uh, yeah, he wants to put you on to put on your shoes. Christ, your shoehorn is here. My last name is Shoehorn because yeah, right. it's England. <laughs> the Horn is your last name, probably. Yeah, Nick, what are you endorsing? Yeah, what do you got, Nick? Uh, just uh, a hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. You endorse hot sauce? I no. made hot sauce today. Well, all right. Oh, so, this is the thing. Well, this is it's the one of the things. I'm going to endorse okay. a specific hot sauce. So, I, right. yeah, I, okay. I read this Serious Eats article about hot sauces, and I've never really gotten into hot sauce. I was just a Tabasco loser. For the most of my life, yeah, that's what I always call you, you know, in my head. Just a Tabasco idiot. I call you Tabasco loser. Yeah, I call you Tabasco de loser. Yeah. So, I <laughs> <laughs> so I bought like ten hot sauces. Wow. They just, they just oh arrived like daily. Just hot sauces, uh -huh. just like coming into my house, Wait. and then I didn't really know what to do with them. So then I started making eggs. Yeah. And uh, that's probably an endorsement I can I can. Is this actually making road, me feel kind of sick right now because yeah, I because, because I, of my spicy right. experience? No, this is this today? is this, yeah because you were so spicy on this whole podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you were as spicy as I you promised. I wasn't really that. But spicy, Nick's going to close it out with this yeah. nonstop hot sauce delivery that he's oh, accidentally. I'm starting to feel gross. Please oh, uh, just let imagine let me, Nick eating hot sauce. Imagine just like a bowl of hot sauce. So here's what it's with eggs poured into it. Specific hot sauce is called Hot Winter. Okay. Which is oh and now like now icy hot? Well, yeah, kinda uh, actually. Is it like is hot winter like hot or cold? Yeah, is it hot or cold? I mean it's, it's hot winter. It's definitely hot. But does it have like a uh -huh. chill to it? It's very thick and molten red. And so the way this guy made it uh, is he actually he found yeah, I know, I'm just giving it to you. I do not like the, it. The, uh, <laughs> the way this guy made it is it's actually interesting. He found a pepper that um usually has no spiciness at all, but it's got this very interesting like Almost like grassy flavor, like it's, it's a very vegetable, like fresh vegetable flavor. Uh -huh. And then he crossbred it with spicy peppers, uh, so like spicy really spicy grass. peppers. Basically, uh, it's oh, just it's great. got a this very right now. it's got a very interesting flavor. Anyway, I'll stop talking about it because I think Chris is actually going to throw up <laughs> on me. No, so what is the name but of the sauce? It's oh, called it's Hot Winter. Hot Winter, and you recommend sauce. it? Yeah, it's very good. Huh? Uh, it's it's got a it's got its own flavor that is incredibly unique. Wow. And um, and it's red. It's yeah. a red sauce. Red yeah, it's sauce. a red. It's a red. And you put it on eggs. Yeah, you put on whatever. But you put on anything. Eggs or anything. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Hot winter. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you look so sick. I, I just feel you gross. You look really bad. Yeah. We better end I gotta this podcast. I got to get home to my shoehorn. Yeah. I don't even have any sh more shoes to put on tonight. It's already like late at night, so I just have to you take, them, take off. them off. You could put on yeah. one just to feel better. Yeah. Well, thanks for, thanks for joining us on this episode of Important If True. If you would like to write us email, ask us questions about anything on your mind, anything going on in your life or in the world that you would like our perspective on, please write us at questions at importantiftrue.com. We are also on Twitter at ImportantCast. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash importantiftrue. Um, if you would like to get ad-free versions of this podcast every week on your own RSS feed, you can back our Patreon at patreon.com slash Idle thumbs and thank you so much to everyone who's already backed it. The first round of monthly postcards for Patreon patrons went out several days ago, and it already looks like people are getting them. There is a there's some very good monthly continuity planned with those. So if you were in that first group, look forward. Yep, and to if, if you're if you're interested in seeing what the heck that's all about, please. Back us now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, a rousing uh, call you, to action. You, yeah. Whatever. Uh, conversely, if instead, uh, uh, if none of that is appealing, but what you would prefer is to make us say things such as a personal message to a friend or loved one or a quick blurb about your own creative project or business, we do offer uh, brief shout outs for sale mm -hmm. on our website at store.idlethumbs.net. That's true. Um, so, you know, we can say hi to your friend or confuse them uh, if they listen to this or podcast. Or say goodbye to your enemies. Good yep. Yeah. Any of those. Mm -hmm. um, try that out. Mm -hmm. You could tell a, tell an enemy to get hoisted. Uh, that's at store.idlethumbs.net. Uh, so again, thanks for listening to this week's Important If True. Tell a friend if you like the show. We really appreciate it. For Idle Thumbs, I am Chris Remo. I'm Nick Bregan. And I'm Jake Rodkin. We will be back next week. Theme song. 
don't turn off your podcast software. Continue listening for a teaser of a new show launching very soon on the Idle Thumbs Network. Uh, this show we call Important If True. That's our show. That's our show. And we it largely consists of things that are... Not, that are neither of those that things. That are neither of those two. However, this new show, uh, named Something True, lives up to its name, delivers only the truest of historical stories about forgotten or minor figures from history... After writing the check of importance and truth and being blatantly unable to cash it, we should uh, put out a show that delivers on that in full and then, yeah, also classes it up a little bit. Yeah. So uh, get ready for something true, uh, sort of short form historical stories written and read entertainingly coming soon on the Idle Thumbs Network. And here is a teaser. Have you ever wondered what would happen if the president made his dog a cabinet secretary? Or if a famous scientist tried to summon a god? What about if Virginia Woolf wore blackface and pranked the Royal Navy? There's no need to wonder. It all happened. The Idle Thumbs Network invites you to listen to Something True, a new weekly podcast unearthing eight unbelievable stories, all from the footnotes of history. As we all know, the word history itself comes from the phrase, hi story. Beginning next week, say hi to eight fantastic stories. Say hi to something true. Written by Duncan Fife and read by Alex Ashby. New episodes every week at somethingtrue.net. Follow us on Twitter at a true podcast or subscribe on iTunes.